Well, hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend. Hope you're having a sweet day with whatever is going on with you. (laughs) I'm in such a happy headspace today because I just got home from this adorable brunch with two of my friends here. We went to this cute little lodge restaurant. It was about 30 minutes away from me and it just overlooked this huge waterfall. It's called Snoqualmie Falls and it's just so pretty and for Seattle and where we live specifically, it's just so concrete and it just wasn't that at this brunch. And so I was so happy and it was just so sweet to have a sense of normalcy with some really cool friends in such a weird time of waiting for a baby exactly two weeks from today. So I'm doing that whole what would I be doing in two weeks? Am I nursing? Am I sleeping? Am I snuggling? It's very exciting. But with all of this happiness, I do have a really cool episode ahead for you. So get excited and I'll go ahead and jump into it right now because it's pretty fun, but we're looking at just about two weeks till plant. Okay, what are we doing? What is life like right now? I really want to take this huge pause as I formulate this episode, next episode, and then the last episode that I'm actually planning on. Hope y'all can be excited about this. I'm gonna pre-record it, but it will go up on the Saturday that we're going in for the C-section. So for y'all, it will be really sweet because it will be some information that I've held back, like the name, but then also it'll be really cool to have this day that is gonna be monumental for us for y'all to kind of get to share in that. So I'm excited about that. But I have talked about that these next couple episodes are really just diving into me physically what I'm doing, mentally how I'm feeling, what's going on in my life right now. It's a really sweet time. It's of such a unique time. It's you can't recreate it. Waiting on a vacation, waiting on your house getting sold, waiting on all the things we wait on, nothing compares to waiting on a baby. So why don't I first start with mentally where I'm at? I feel like I'm progressing. I don't really know how to put it in other words other than that. I'm progressing in sweet mental thoughts. I'm progressing actually physically too. And I also, I feel like I've had moments of sort of mourning the change that's coming, if that's okay to say. It's not to say really that I'm not fully thankful and ready and can't wait to meet Baby Plant. It's just that I currently only know the dynamic really of Ellie and Kate. And I'm anxious about that. I'm excited. But Also, this chapter is about to close of us just having two kids and there's just something that I guess I can pause and say, thank you. Like, this is so great. Like, I'm so thankful that I've had this time. But then also this sense of, okay, it's going to change and that's okay. Like, I've done a lot of changes in my life and I know that there's good to come and there's no reason to like summarize this part of it in any way other than positive, but it's just, okay, like my family dynamic is about to change and what's it going to be like? So there's a butterfly component to that, but there's also a realistic of life is pretty easy. I know exactly how to handle Ellie at this age, Kate at this age, but I'm going back to newborn. And then there's just a lot of fun to come with these three sisters. I'll also say that part of the reason that I think I'm thinking about this a lot is, I don't know, I don't feel like I got this as much like people asking questions about going from one to two, but going from two to three, people are more, I don't know, questioning or they're more like, how are you feeling? Like maybe one to two doesn't seem as drastic as two to three to people, but I did just start a MOPS group um, last Monday. And if you don't know what MOPS is, Moms of Preschool Students, pretty sure that's what the acronym stands for. And it's definitely that typical situation of a MOMS group, but I really do look forward to this one in particular just because it is 
is very organized and it's coming just out of perfect timing because for Ellie being in school during the day that I go, I'll just have to focus on bringing Plant and Kate to every meeting, which is only every other Monday. So super easy to go to. They have breakfast, childcare, and coffee. So you really, other than that, everything is icing, but there really is sweet icing on top. And honestly, I can't reiterate enough, just I love consistency. And yeah, I mean, I can feel overwhelmed with the idea of having three kids. But that being said, like I said, Ellie's in school four days a week and I'll be pretty much back to having two kids at home. But just truthfully, y'all, I've just had this thought of thankfulness that I'm carrying this baby, that I get to be pregnant, that through every painful part of pregnancy, which there's painful parts of pregnancy at all points, but then at the end, if you know, you know, it is very uncomfortable, but it's just one of the things that it's like, it's all for good. And I just feel like between some dear women in my life who have recently miscarried and also actually interesting enough, I just had a really teary interaction with a woman who I don't even know. She's a stranger to me and I don't know why, but out of the blue, she chose me that she was going to talk to me about the idea that she only has one child and that she's nervous that at her age, she's not going to be able to get pregnant again. And she just recently miscarried for the second time. And this last baby was supposed to be due in October. And it just reminded me something kind of interesting that I'm not sure I've shared, or at least I don't know if I've made the connection with y'all. Because if you've listened to my episodes talking about me miscarrying and kind of putting the time frame together. I don't know if anybody's drawn the conclusion that I miscarried in the fall and I'm having this baby in the fall, but it's not even just that. It's more specifically, it's wild. I actually miscarried at the very end of September and had my DNC on October 1st. And y'all, I'm having this baby on October 1st. And whoa, like I can pause really quickly and I feel like with every part of my being, I want to be like, Lord, you're so good. Look at this redemption. But there's another part of me that if I'm just being honest, I will be entering an operating room on October 1st. And I entered an operating room on October 1st a couple years ago. And it's just a little bit, for lack of a better word, triggering of, whoa, you know, that's a lot to kind of put myself back in that time frame and that shoes, even though this is so good, y'all. I can see like a bow on this situation that not a lot of people get or a lot of people don't get, whatever way you want to say it. And I think about this woman who shared with me about this baby that was supposed to be born in October, and I could really put myself in her shoes so easily. And so I think paired with just truthfully a lot of like mental capacity that's being taken up by like, whoa, 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 this is crazy. I'm having a whole nother, like a whole nother child. (laughs) A whole nother life is coming. I'm also feeling this tension of just truthfulness of that. This is not promised. I'm so thankful. And all those things y'all have heard me say a lot, but goodness. Okay. What a way to start this episode, but basically mentally, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around the idea that we're having this whole other baby, a truly separate child from Kate and Ellie, and she's going to have her own little life and dreams and all these experiences. And it's just really sweet. But so I also, it's silly. It's so silly y'all. But so in my life, in, in my life married to Christopher, at least, I have gone back and forth between renting and buying houses. I guess I probably should like describe this. So When we got married, we rented. Then we bought. After that, we rented. Then we bought. Now we're renting. (laughs) If that makes sense, we've just never had to coordinate the selling of a home with the buying of the home. And I'm assuming that's a very stressful experience and I'm thankful that we never had to go through it. But it also shows how fickle I am because when we're renting, I always yearn for us to own a home 
just because it feels more settled and we can make like physical upgrades that we prefer. But then when we own a home, I feel like the energy and budget is so swallowed up by maintenance of it, or maybe even just ensuring we're being conservative to allow wiggle room for potential future costs that we find ourselves putting off aesthetic upgrades or whatever we want to do. So basically, I guess I struggle with house discontentness, which is something I feel like I should dive deeper into in some other point, maybe with a therapist or something, but that is not the point of today's episode. The only reason I'm bringing this up is that we have been in rental homes for two out of the three of our kiddos' birth, and I will tell you that it's the only time, the only time I am truly just so thankful that we're renting because it just shortens the honey-do list. I guess I should pause here and do the big question, so one, two, three. I thought this was a good big question for today, just a silly one. But do y'all know what I mean when I say honey-do list? I remember my dear friend Hannah would call it that, and I always tried to figure out what she was connecting to. Like, why is this fruit, the honeydew fruit, something to do with like the items she had to get done around the house? But then she finally explained it to me, and I realized it is asking your honey, your husband, to do things around the house. So although I feel like I always kind of have a running list of things to do around the house and things I want Christopher to help with, it just feels like there's no better time to finish up those projects you want to do when you are getting ready for a baby. I will also say as a funny aside, you know how on pregnancy apps they tell you, oh, baby's this long, whatever, the size of this. Well, today she's the size of honeydew, so kind of made me giggle when I was thinking about this big question because my sweet little honeydew in my belly and then the things that I write on a list for my honey to do. So this all all this stuff makes me giggle. But another reason I feel like I want to get my house ready is because I am getting the luxury of both my parents and Christopher's parents coming for extended periods of time to help us transition from two to three. And with all that being said, it kind of makes me wonder, but it also makes me very thankful for our parents doing this with each of our babies and even with my miscarriage. But when we came home from the hospital with Ellie, so our oldest, it was such a sweet, very slow time. And then with each subsequent kiddo, especially our third baby coming, I really just need help with the older girls. And y'all know I'm having a C-section. So there's going to be this element of like, I really can't do things. And so I am so thankful for the hands. And I've even thought about like taking Ellie to school. Gosh, that's even going to be a weight off my shoulder. So for four days a week, I don't have to, Christopher doesn't have to do that whole drop off. And also y'all, Ellie's school, you have to bring all the kids in. You can't leave kids in the car and there's no like drop off line. So when it comes time and everybody's left and the dust has settled, I'm going to be toting three kids into a preschool. So very excited for me for that, but it's a great school and it's so worth it. It's just, I'm really looking forward to this time where parents are going to fully take over that. But with that, I'm also preparing my house and preparing my house for guests, which I could talk a whole episode about how I prepare a house for a guest because parts of it feels like it comes down to a science. Like I know the things I want to do to get my house ready to make me feel like my house is set up for the guest. But one thing that I love to do, and I do this all the time, especially when I'm about to have guests, I really love cleaning out the fridge and the pantry. Do y'all do this? I just feel like my freezer is so horrible. Like you always want to say the fridge, you always want to say the pantry, but the freezer, we just continually are like, oh, I don't know if we're going to eat this chili. Let's put it in a Tupperware and put it in the freezer. So at least it has a longer life. 
No, that chili gets real chili in the freezer, completely freezer burned all the way in the back of the freezer. And we just have a lot of freezer items that we need to clean out. I will also say I do have a sweet meal train coming. And so I know I'm going to have some meals taken care of at least for like the first month on top of, I should say, parents being in town and helping out. So I know that my pantry, fridge, freezer, deep freezer, I should say, and we have one of those garage drink refrigerators, like a whole refrigerator for all of our different beverages. It's kind of silly, but all of those areas just tend to just need to be decluttered. So I definitely clean that out. And then in the vein of decluttering, I love to declutter the house, like room by room editing. I actually will usually bring like a piece of paper and walk through each room and write down a list of things. What would I do in this room? What would I do in that room? And I will say this does not include the garage because I don't know about y'all. I just feel like when people have organized garages, they have their life together and that's just not me. It's just such a high trafficked area and it tends to be a dumping ground for clutter. But I will say the garage is not my territory. That's Christopher's. I don't know if y'all have areas your house that you feel like is your husband's versus yours, but we had to get like all the baby stuff out of the garage. We have a lot of good like overhead storage in the garage. So, but getting it out and making sure it's all clean, that was super important. And it's been cool over the last month or so to kind of really go room by room and take stuff to Goodwill, just put things where they're supposed to be, you know, those drawers fill up with a random stuff. So just organizing, getting stuff ready so that like when my mom is looking for whatever item, I can explain it because it's in the right spot. I also think I've talked about this on another episode. We moved the older girls together. So Ellie and Kate share a room and their closet, Ellie's previous closet, now Ellie and Kate's closet, is very big and it's really great. And so I've been able to really organize both of the big girls' clothes in that closet. And that took a very long time. And it's interesting because Ellie and Kate, obviously Kate is like less than half Ellie's age. They wear a lot of dresses and dresses just span a lot of sizing. And so I will say it's harder because Ellie sometimes wants to wear a dress that's too small, but Kate can sometimes wear a dress that's just a little bit big. It's just like a you know, you could say like a midi dress on Kate, <laughs> but but so the idea of having to move Kate's clothes over to Ellie's closet and organize that and get that room ready. Then I also had the nursery, which I hate to be so down on this, but I was so like focused on the nursery for when I had Ellie. It's very important and it's what you can kind of wrap your hands around. It's what you can control. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the whole idea of getting your nursery ready, but it's just as I'm entering into my third kid, I just realized that you don't need that much stuff. I was thankful for all the baby showers and all the things. And I know that I am so loved on by people and a lot of hand-me-downs. I'm so thankful for that. So for this third baby, I have never felt more prepared, but I haven't had to do this big, get the nursery ready. I have everything and I'm having the same gender child. So it's not even that, that I have to worry about. I just feel like when clothes are in boxes, they just start to smell. I don't know why. And so I feel like the last thing I kind of want to do is rewash all of baby plants clothes. I've definitely done the editing part. Like why did I keep this white onesie that has so many stains, blow up and like spit up stains? Should just get rid of it. So I have. So at least I can say the clothes are very edited down. It's actually the clothes that she will wear. But then it's just going to be really sweet to get to really wash them and have that really sweet draft scent. If you know, you know. But I've also wondered if that's just such an easy task for my mom when she gets into town because my mom and dad are going to get into town a couple days ahead of us having the c-section so that's just such an easy thing for my mom to be able to wrap her arms around and and do and she's such a worker bee so that's super simple and i've thought maybe i'll just save that for when mom's in town which just makes me so excited i'm so pumped for my parents to get into town 
obviously that means babies here, but it's just, there's going to be this sense of calmness when they get into town because I know that everything is going like as it should in the sense that the C-section is planned. And so the benefit of having a planned C-section is you don't have to play the waiting game. And I will say just to peek behind the curtain is my doctor's like, Anna, I don't know if you're going to make it even to October 1st. I'm having all of the symptoms, y'all. Lots of things, words that I don't even want to say over a podcast mic, but whoa, it's just, you know, the end of pregnancy is very strange. And it, like I said, very uncomfortable, but it's just very funny to think about, oh my gosh, like I have never wanted a baby to like stay put. And I'm thankful that I haven't had any like preterm labor or anything like that. But I will say I've wondered like, should I during Zumba today potentially not go as hard or goodness gracious, if I think I'm drinking enough water, I know dehydration can lead to like early labor. So I am drinking like an insane amount of water. I actually just finally got a Stanley Cup, y'all. A Stanley Cup. I don't know if you know what that means. And I always thought Stanley Cup, I thought that was something to do with hockey. So when people were like, oh, the Stanley Cup, I'm, I'm like, okay, I didn't know you were such a hockey lover. But no, it's a water bottle, reusable water bottle. And it is really big and it's really great. And I just got it in the mail and I've been chugging water all day. So therefore, the byproduct of that is going to the bathroom all day. But I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And these Braxton Hicks just are Braxton Hicking me. And all of those just things that happen as you get closer to having a baby. So lots of sweet things ahead, but that's how I'm getting ready today. Okay. Oh my goodness. Now that I'm finally at the outro, y'all, y'all know that my pregnancy brain has taken the most of me this week. I obviously typically post on Mondays and here we are not on a Monday. So for the listener who typically doesn't listen on Mondays or if you're catching up, you don't really know the difference. But for my sweet listeners who listen religiously every Monday, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for the grace here. It just really just speaks to this time in my life where I just feel so cluttered. Like my brain just is so full of so many things. And I feel like I'm moving at a snail's pace at home. But with all that being said, I had one last little thought when I was thinking about just mentally how I'm preparing for this next baby. I remember a friend of mine in New Hampshire was actually our babysitter who turned into a friend, Miss Courtney. She asked me as we were walking down the street, we used to go on walks all the time, and she turned to me and said, do you worry that you're gonna love Kate as much as you love Ellie? Like, how does that work with like splitting your heart or loving the next baby as much as you love the first? And without skipping a beat, and I know this sounds so clear, cliche and just so cheesy. I quickly turned to her and said, you know what? I think they're all second to Christopher, which is something that I feel like is important to strive for in marriage, but it just comes so easily to me I feel like there's a lot of other things, y'all, that I struggle with in marriage, but I don't struggle with putting my kids in front of Christopher. I just feel like he's the best thing that's happened to me on this earth, Um, even above these kids that are coming out of my body. I know that's weird to say, but if I think of it as they're all second to Christopher, then they're all in at least second place or third place if I'm placing God above Christopher, which candidly is one of my biggest struggles, then I get to see these three girls as just this component of my life that I get to love and be so thankful for, but I don't put all my eggs in those baskets. I don't look for happiness from them, if that makes any sense. And again, I want to be careful when I say all this just because... 
I'm obviously a fallible human being and I'm not going to share all my struggles on this platform, but this is something that I definitely don't struggle with. And so I'm thankful for that and thankful for the, how the Lord refines me through that. Um, but anyway, that is my thoughts for today. I'm going to go ahead and post this and then I'm getting really excited about the next episode, another installment of Preparing for Plant or Plant is Coming, however I'm going to post this. And then the third episode I'm looking forward to is just when Plant will actually be here. I'm looking forward to putting that up on the day of her c-section or of my c-section however you say that but with that thanks y'all for listening to this sweet episode and i look forward to posting the next one hopefully on a monday (laughs) y'all pray for me love y'all bye